Hey, everybody. My name is Arjuna Ajuna, and we have a very exciting second podcast, second series episode of this series. Uh, I have Mars, Yasmin, and Pixie Dust with us. So this is going to be a really exciting one. You guys want to go ahead and introduce yourself for anybody that doesn't uh, know who we are? Yes, uh, I'm Mars. Uh, I'm pretty active in the Facebook communities uh, in general um, and uh, really active in my in my Facebook group um wealth magic discussions uh but uh yes uh definitely a pleasure to be here today thank you cool thank you hello hello i'm yasmin and i've done wealth magic a couple of years ago and i've gotten some amazing results from it i'm not as active in the facebook community but yeah i'd love to be here cool all right, hi guys. Um, I'm Pixie Dust. I'm also uh, somewhat active in those uh, Facebook groups a little bit. I was more so previously. Um, I actually was checking my notes, and I it's been exactly two years since I first started Wealth Magic, or uh, so completed it over a year ago. And um, I have some videos on my YouTube channel about my results and um, kind of discussing certain things of, about what it brought to me. So I'm happy to be here. Um, discussing it with you guys as well. Very cool. We have a uh, very talented and experienced magicians here. So I'm excited to, to get started on this today. We're going to bring you the first working and we're going to go through it, basically going through the flow of the working, kind of stopping and giving commentary on every section here or there. And then also the, the going through the ritual, the part by part of the ritual. And then also we have exciting stuff about symbolism and even more esoteric deep discussion after that. So uh, we'll go ahead and get started on the first working. So which one of you guys are familiar with the very beginning? Um, I have uh, been taking a look at the book lately, so I can start. I can, I can definitely elaborate on the first working. Um, well, um, let's just start off by saying that the first working uh, first have first uh, sort of um, it I, I, I kind of gets you through this process of you know going outside and getting the twig and I think that's a great place to start really um, getting a twig or getting a piece of soil bringing it back in um, I'm I have my own personal views and like all things esoteric and magic everyone has their own angle i'd love to hear what you guys have to say about this um about the, about the about the symbolism about 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 the about this whole process of you know first off going outside grabbing a twig or a piece of soil it has to be unique it can't be in the same place you grabbed it last time yeah you know as to you know there, there are very specific instructions um you know what what, what do you think uh, Pixie. Um, you know, I was actually, I read back through the uh, first ritual just before this a bit, and um, I found it interesting because I had kind of forgotten about the wood until we mentioned it, you know, and I think it's interesting that um, that's the first step after the daily practice is to go out into nature um, and to grab, you know, wood or, or part of the earth, you know, and soil. And um, it's almost like from there, you know, we're building this wealth um from the ground up in a sense 
yeah. you know, um, and yep. the and the wood or soil symbolizes that very well, I think, you know, and, and keeps it simple at the same time, you know, it's not a whole lot to comprehend right off the bat or anything, just a simple task. Yeah. I think so, and I, and, I, and um, there's there's a there's a there's a really um interesting distinction between this piece and this and and the the part that uh follows it um you know which is the whole drawing the square and everything like that not quite there ready yet i mean i want to i want to see like what arjuna and 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 yasmin maybe might you know want to want to add to it but i'm i'm definitely feeling the same way you're feeling um you know i think that there is uh there's there's a need to sort of I believe that the soil and the twig help the occultist stay in some sort of balance if you will oh. as you dip as you kind of dip in and out of this this reality or this dimensional um, thinking and um, I agree yeah yeah and I mean it, it's really symbolized when you know when you grab the twig or the soil put it on the ground and face north. I mean, north, everyone knows, depending on what your uh, specific uh, uh, magical beliefs are, north is typically deemed uh, to be the place where earth resides, essentially. Yes. Right? Yeah, so actually this, this thought just came to me right now, which is weird, but... Um, yeah, as we know, as occultists, like uh, the earth represents is the element out of the four elements. It is the element that is connected to money and material things and wealth. So that is one connection. And now, actually, Mars, that you brought that up, I'm, I'm grateful you did because it just clicked in my mind. And I was like, oh, wow, hold on, hold up. Earth, material. Hmm things wealth money facing north meaning uriel exactly earth again so there we have it yeah good point yeah we were talking about earth we're talking about building from the ground up i have a very in your right mars we have individual viewpoints but i totally agree with everything that you guys were saying to me when i was doing it i remember the physical act of grabbing a piece of wood it made me feel like i was actually literally doing something and i was holding something and what the ground or earth symbolized to me is like something tangible and also like part of the earth and also like grounding myself because i'm like using the ground to ground myself and feeling something so i can begin to have this understanding that this magical practice that I'm about to do, which is so abstract and you can't tell if it's real. I have a little piece of something real that I can see, I can touch, I can almost smell too. So I have that senses going through my, my body while I'm doing this magical working and visualizing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I liked what, I liked, uh, what Mars said about balance because for me, when I got into wealth magic, I mean, my really only magical introduction before this was um, uh, the magical cash book. So, you know, I didn't, I wasn't too experienced in the occult world while getting into it. So the simplicity and, and, and the grounding of this first ritual was, I think, very important um, to me without even realizing it just in my magical practices in general and, and introduction into it, you know, because it, um, it 
supported that balance, you know, and, and I was able to just go out and outside, you know, before embarking on this like mystical journey, so to speak, um, with the rest of the ritual, you know, you were able to just get that grounding first and kind of center yourself a little bit and say, okay, you know, this is, this is part of it, but it's still just as important. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I, I like what he said about that too. I think that definitely helps to balance the beginning of it. I think so. I, I, I do, I do, I chose the word balance wisely because, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is, is so obviously how many of us predominantly did this ritual at night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. More. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did it and you know, uh, I, I did it at night and when I did it and when I would have to go through those rituals and, you know, imagining this, you know, the, 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 the parts to come, um, after being done with all of that, you know, that's an, that's a, a fair amount of energy and we're going to go through all that, but that's a fair amount of energy to be absorbing, you know, in a very small specific of time, a specific, uh, uh, range of time. And, you know, keep in mind that after you're done with the rituals, you got to wait about an hour uh-huh. to take this twig out or I waited about an hour. I can't remember if that's what the, uh, I think it was an hour. I can't remember. I yeah. have to go back. Mm-hmm. I just read it here. It's one hour. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, going back out and putting this out there really gave me like, you know, it's New England up here. It's Boston. Uh, so it gets, you know, when I was doing this thing, it was really cold time coming outside and getting that fresh air, uh, you know, cold, fresh air was very grounding as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all of which helps. Um, I mean, it would have helped me enormously at least get some sleep um, right after, right after building up so much energy, you know, in the, from, from this ritual. So anyway, those are my thoughts. I, I think, um, I think balance is definitely the right way, right, right approach, but you know, everyone has their own definitions. All I good think ones, it's, of course. It, yeah, I think it's all of it, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. That's the beauty of esoteric and magical and occult stuff. Like it's open to everybody's interpretation and it's pretty much open-ended. You can't prove it with science. You can't prove it with metrics. So anything that naturally comes to one person as being right, is probably right. And that's how I determine magical results even coming because I think, hey, this is uh, this is happening. And I also did wealth magic. So chances are the wealth magic provided that result. Absolutely. And you'll, you'll notice in a lot of folklore-based uh, uh, rituals, you'll find that a lot of uh, occultists use different paraphernalia mm-hmm. um, to you know, focus their intent on the, on the rituals. And if you're focusing on, if, if you're focusing on war magic, you know, you're, you're, you're using certain colors. If you're, if you're focusing on, on emotions, you're using certain elements. And, and I think, you know, it's pretty obvious when you're using, when you're doing wealth magic or anything related to money magic, you know, you're using this paraphernalia, you're using these, these objects. And I think they're just there to help you really focus your intent. Mm-hmm. it's not yes. you know yeah it's i don't think there's any magical purpose to it i think it's just to help you focus your intent and just to stay balanced as an occultist and and those are my thoughts on on the symbolism of this 
Absolutely. I think even, you know, Damon and the Gallery of Magic in general are very uh, strong in their belief that you don't need all these magical paraphernalia. But if, if you use it, then it's very helpful. Like it, it helps a lot of people to have something physical. Like for me, I like to have a candle. So you're right, like focusing my intent on the light of the candle or the dimness of the candle. I think it was in some of the other Gallery of Magic books. So using those techniques from the other books, I kind of translated them over to wealth magic and my other practices as well. So I built my own style, so to speak. But yeah, the, even later on in this book, there's like small types of things about paraphernalia, even though it's not like a candle or uh, some type of wand or anything. He even says in the beginning of the book, I don't have a wand and like I threw it away a long time ago. And that's Damon Brand's words that he, he doesn't even use those paraphernalia, which is great because this magic is so accessible to anybody without a significant investment on an altar or on um, other types of paraphernalia, you can do it with just this book. Or even if you have the images on a tablet, as long as you, you purchase the yeah. book, then you can use the, the images on a tablet or a phone. Absolutely. So in the next part of the ritual, oh, oh, before I get too deep into that, uh, there is a phrase in here. Damon says very clearly, do not skip this ritual. As a reminder, you should work through this book in order and you should continue with the daily practice every day. So in that, he's basically, he knows that people are going to want to skip this ritual. There's seven rituals plus the daily practice in this book. And there's very powerful aspect of each one of them. And they all serve a very distinct purpose. So he knows that people are going to want to intuitively skip these rituals. And there's a reason he puts like, do this in order because in my personal belief, I think like everything that you do is like a step to get to the next step. You take yes. one step and then you put one foot in front of the other and all this stuff is like building upon each other over time. Absolutely agree with I, that. Yeah, so I do yeah. too. Absolutely. <laughs> so in the next part, there's a, he starts talking about picturing a small golden square in front of you about the size of a coin. So it's glowing with golden light. What's your experiences about that? What do y'all think about that? Uh, um, Who wants to go first? I can go. Go for All it. Right. Yes. Okay, so I think this is it does several several things at once. So um I mean magic is really about like you know bringing about change and alchemy and creating something from nothing. And I think that's what we're doing here. Like we create creating this wealth from nothing. Yeah. So that's how I think about the square. Plus, again, by doing that, and by the end, when the gold gold melts into your, your skin, I think that is really about feeling that wealth and getting you into the right energy. So, and I forgot about this part. I totally did, and I did the ritual a few hours ago. I'm so glad I did because it brought me back and yeah, yeah, I'm very glad I did it. But yeah, when I did this and the gold melts onto your skin or whatever, after you are supposed to find the gold inside, it's really like feeling that wealth. Yeah, for sure. So it's yeah, the right to... frequency. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to agree with what you had to say. Um, I think that, you know, when we are finished with the, visualizations are of, of this it, we absorb it you know or we begin to absorb it um and i think it for me i'm, I'm very sensitive you know and 
not I know not as far as energy, you know, and I know not all magicians are, but a lot are. And um, so it was almost like it pulled me whenever I whenever I began to feel just the visual the visualization of the gold like you know coming into my hands or melting onto me you know it almost like it it inclined me to keep going as well you know because I I felt like okay something's that was cool you know or, or I think it I don't know if it would just the um potential that it showed me at the time um but you know I felt it were beginning to work even on a very subtle level you know mm-hmm. just just absorbing the energy and um and maybe I didn't even know what it meant at the time um but i felt something and you know i i believed that it was the ritual working in my life you know and i still do so um but yeah it's like it becomes a part of us you know in the beginning and then continues the whole rest of the rituals agreed agreed i i i love this ritual so much i mean i can't even begin to describe the emotions that i get when I think about the ritual as a whole, this specific visualization, the act of, you know, visualizing the golden square um, and, you know, attempting to to open the square um, a certain way, you know, I feel like, you know, you're just sort of poking at reality, um, you know, you're, you're, you're open, you're causing reality to kind of open, um, open up before you the way you want it. I, I love the visualization, the technique of, of the gold melting in your body. I think there's a, there's a lot of alchemy and it really sets the tone for the um, other segments ahead. Um, I wonder, just a quick question for you guys. What does the room look like to you? That room that you open up? <laughs> what does that lo- room look like to you guys? I- I'd love to go around and just like, if you could just visual, like, if you could just like, you know, tell me, I- I'll start first. Okay. So did you guys ever watch, you guys ever watch The Mummy, the first one? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen it. Okay. Do you know the part where he, like the main guy, like, there's like this big pit full of gold (laughs) it was like it belonged to like one of the pharaohs and it had like those bugs in it you know whatever those little Mm. bugs that you know could basically like crawl into you it was it was the bugs that they used yeah so you know basically that room that was full of gold you know minus the bugs and all the weird shit that was what I visualized when I opened up this little portal that I was poking uh into this is what I visualized and this is kind of what I absorbed into me. And, and I literally visualized taking all of it. It wasn't what I can fit in my hands or in my, you know, it, it was literally everything in there. And, and I would absorb it all. I would just suck it into me. Yeah, I know. I, I, I exaggerated, but like, that's exactly <laughs> what like, anyway, sorry. What do you, yeah, I don't know. Can you guys give some visual, uh, some, I'd love to start. This is Arjuna. Uh, this is such a cool thing. I'm glad you bring something from like media into this because that's what helped me too. There's a game and a lot of people may know this game. It's called Diablo 3. And in Diablo 3, there's a creature called a treasure goblin and he comes through a portal bringing all these treasure from a different dimension and you have to oh, kill wow. him before a certain time. Otherwise, he'll go and escape back there. But if you kill him, he drops all this treasure. 
And I imagine when I open this portal, and that's exactly what I think of it too, is I'm opening into, I'm opening the portal to that dimension where all the treasure is and like the way that the treasure falls out in the game. I just imagine like it's just raining gold and it's uh, raining onto my skin and the, the skin is just absorbing all that gold. And man, it's like, that's, that's also exaggerated, but it really helped me with the scenario because the gold is like representing money. It's like known from the beginning of time, gold represents money. Yeah, it represents, it was a currency, but yeah, it currency. represents uh, wealth. Yeah. Well, wealth, that's what I meant, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I love the ritual. I love this specific visualization because, you know, there's there's probably, you know, a, a thousand ways to drum up the the images uh, and, and how you intend to do it. But the act of poking into reality and, um, you know, the, the, the act of moving this box, making it bigger, the square, making it bigger until, you know, you can eventually fit half of your body through it uh, to, you know, to then essentially do what we just talked about. Um, I don't know. What do you guys have to say? Again, I, I think this is picking into reality. This is the part. This is why I said balance was very important with the twig or the soil. Because now you're poking into reality. Now you're entering a new dimension. And, you know, it's very important for you to stay grounded. So, yeah, what do you guys think about that? Um, I'll start. It's Pixie Dust here. Um, I was rereading back through the ritual, and I thought found it interesting that when you're opening the square, they have you using your right hand or right finger to move the left side and your left finger to move the right side. And maybe, I don't know if, if I'm overanalyzing that or if, or if that is symbolic in and of itself, maybe um, you mentioned balance again. So maybe just in a balance standpoint, um, or it's also as if maybe you're creating like a star a little bit in your hands or just the crossing. I don't know if the crossing is Ooh. symbolic. I wanted to get y'all's opinions on that. Yeah, um, but it, I, I highlighted it because it, it was brought to my attention, and I remember doing that at the time, but I didn't think anything of it then. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm curious on y'all's opinions on, on that as well. Um, see if there's any symbolism behind it or, or if it's just a, I don't know, just a movement in action. I'm, I'm thinking you are right. You're creating a star, actually. This is mm -hmm. weird. I never noticed. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't. I realized it only like right before we started this podcast, essentially. And, um, you know, but because I visualizing it in my mind, you know, you create kind of like an X or a star or something when you open it. And um, and it's like it's entering, putting that um, that picture onto the portal, if you will, you know, um, opening up to the dimension. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. No, definitely a great observation. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, but back to also what you said, when, when, um, my, my, I guess, visions of, or, uh, visualizing of this golden square, I kind of imagined not to also be too exaggerated, but like Gringotts Bank in mm -hmm. Harry Potter. You know, um, when they just open up to the giant room of gold, I forget which movie it is, um, you know, and there's just a whole bunch of gold in there. It was just essentially an empty room with a bunch of gold and yeah. then it was just blank and empty or black whenever it was all absorbed and dissolved. So 
but yeah, it was a little exaggerated also, but I thought it was appropriate <laughs> as well. Yeah, for sure. The media really helps us visualize this stuff. It does. It does. Agreed. Yeah. I feel boring now because only thing that I've been visualizing or I've been thinking of is like a tre treasure chest. So <laughs> okay. that works too. Yeah. I'm basic. <laughs> no, you know, the, the thing about this is like, we talked about some of this, honestly, the, the author says it should only take a few seconds. And that's just the first part of the first working. That first part is like setting the stage and getting into a magical state. I think, Yaz, you mentioned the alchemy behind it. So it's like taking that piece of wood, imagining the, the golden portal, and then being able to reach into it and grab the gold and coming back out. Your alchemy, using alchemy to transmute the, where you were previously into where you want to be. So you're visualizing all this gold coming onto you. And then the ritual actually starts. They have the talisman, and then they uh, have a couple different things. But do you all want to go and talk about uh, the first part of the ritual itself? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I've, I've been waiting for the moment when, when we can actually start talking about this part, man. This is great. Yes. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, um, I'll definitely start. So the second part of the ritual uses a talisman. Um, and, uh, you know, most, most, most people who have the book are very familiar with what the talisman looks like. Um, but the Gallery of Magic, you know, or at least Damon Brand, they're not too convincing at least uh or not convincing rather they're not uh they don't they don't uh, elaborate on the origins of this they don't really talk too much about it but it, they suggest that if you're interested in it you know to look into the black pullet and so yaz i think you 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 uh you have some 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 um research that you've done on the on the black pullet can you talk a little bit about that what me? Yes. Yes. Oh me. Okay. Oh, this is so exciting because I was just reading this. So again, and I've I've uh, read it years ago, but I just read it a little bit tonight. So here's the thing. So it is the so the Black Pullet is a very interesting book, and it tells the story of an Arab man or something. I, I don't know. Maybe you can elaborate on that more because again, I only went over it very briefly. So I don't have the complete story in my mind right now, but I'm looking at the black pullet right now. And it is the fifth talisman. So the black pullet is this book telling a story about this Arab man that meets somebody and he introduces him to these spirits and they can be commanded by a ring and the wand. And it has these engravings and those spirits are fire spirits. Wikipedia says they are a jinn. I don't, I don't know, but they're fire spirits, which again, very obvious in the actual ritual. You continuously told by Damon Brand to visualize fire or the talisman glowing with fire. And, um, so the talisman that they are using is the fifth one. It's the fifth talisman, and that is the one that has the spirits that are supposed to bring you, find you golden treasures. Now, 
when the ritual starts, um, I have to read from the black bullet here at this point to explain. Because in the opening of the ritual, let me open the ritual one too. So I'm looking at both. Mm -hmm. um, okay, okay. So he starts with, I'm grateful for all that I have, da da da. And um, place the talisman in front of you. Now, um, again, on the inside, we're seeing the fifth talisman. On the outside are some characters that are in the beginning of the black bullet. Um, there's characters that they say you have to engrave them on a wand. And those, some of those, not all of those, and this is something that's confusing me a little bit. I don't know how the gallery selected those because there's more characters, but I recognize some of the characters from the ones that you were supposed to use with all of the talismans, which that is what is around, okay? And then inside, we have the fifth one again. And now then in the opening, Damon writes in the next part of this ritual, blah, 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 you're calling on spirits that give you power and say, Now, going over to the Black Pulit, this is basically the initiation ritual that's supposed to give you the power to work with these spirits, regardless of which talisman you are using. So here, here uh, I'm reading from the black bullet. The old man noticed that the spirit's light dazzled my eyes. When you have been initiated into the mysteries of wisdom, you will be able to contemplate this fire without danger and even to stand the rays of the sun. Let us begin the initiation, let us send. Side note, Damon says something like that in the end of the ritual, but okay. Keep reading. I executed this order, which he had given as did the spirit. He placed his hand on my head and said, Sina misas, tanaim or sal misantos. A voice which came from the cavern, wherein were the coffers containing all the precious stones, gave this answer. Then they're saying something, and this part isn't mentioned in the ritual one, but then skip a little bit ahead. Your answer pleases me. It proclaims confidence. You will now test the effects of it. He then said, Tomatos benacer elianter. Which, those are the, this is the second part. This is um, when he says, notice whatever light is in the room or space you are working in, right? And then when he says, repeat the following seven times, keep reading. Now back to Black Pullet again. Everything was then lit up by a seemingly dark light. And I saw several, several individuals who took, took up positions around the room. Here are all the spirits who will be subservient to you. Meaning again, you're just now able to command them, right? So he stopped in front of every spirit and said to me, repeat with me. Litao iser osnas, which again, this is what you're supposed to say seven times. So you're now preparing yourself to command the talisman. So this is preparatory work. Okay, and wait in vain. I'll open your eyes, look at your talisman. Well, 
Maybe Mars, I know you did research on this too. Do you want to chime in here? The, what you're saying is so beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. if, if you want to finish up what your thoughts are, uh, I, I, can, I can definitely okay. chime in though, if you want. Um, I've I mean, got plenty to say, but, but you're definitely, you're doing awesome there. I'm actually <laughs> quite amazed. I didn't, I didn't even know some of the stuff that you were telling me, so great work. I just found this like an hour before we jumped on this call and I was like, holy shit, holy shit. I, I can't wait to share this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just decoded this. So this is critical information right here. Just so I you know. know. And I haven't read this before. That's so crazy. So, okay. So again, you are, you are doing the preparatory word and the spirits, right? So open. So now going back to the ritual, open your eyes, look at your talisman, know that the spirits can hear you. Imagine a soft light um, on your left and right and that part and then the Latin. And maybe you can talk about the uh, Latin yeah. part more. Yeah, so I, I can. Yeah. No, yeah, I can definitely. Um... So let me let me kind of like um, extrapolate a, bit, a little bit from like what you were talking about. Yes. So as far as the talisman itself, um, the there are a set of characters that should be engraved according to the black bullet uh, on a ring. And Damon Brand essentially took those characters. Uh, there's about eight of them. And he put them in a ring out around the black bullet. Uh, number the fifth talisman that you were talking about and then he also took out um, a couple of things from the original talisman and in its core and raw form it you know it just looks like a magical talisman and um, you know th that part that you talked about was uh, was crucial um, in getting and talking about exactly you know what you know what 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 you're doing and 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 uh in general um i want to i want to kind of elaborate a little bit on like what these like the, the 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 spirits that you're calling so for example when you start when you when you start saying for in the ritual you start saying onaim perantes rasonastos right and I, I believe uh, this needs to be said. It's in the black bullet in front of me. I, I don't know. Do you have it in front well, of this me? Well, this isn't, I'm talking about specifically with the ritual, right? Yeah, it says three times. Yeah, you got it. Okay, it's three times. So, and you have to call with clear authority. Uh, this isn't, this isn't the first ritual of the wealth magic. We're back to wealth magic. So, um, prior to all this, we're talking about some Latin here. And I want to kind of um, really quickly, descendimus abire ult ask and that et descendat motus inter duos noa in went a in locim insigne corpus ex elementis non est accidents mundus in mensa mea erant misc ere cum lapidibus veram ad kirulam we read es gemas et when it at post hac futura, non santo samaya specto locus est medium ult ambuls in, we are ignis, 
tempore moetor. Very long alchemical mm -hmm. rite. Um, in the book, it suggests that it's, 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 a, it's an alchemical rite. And I love how this is meshed into this, into this black pullet. Um, 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 like, it's like they just kind of threw all of this together. This specific Latin part actually comes from the Emerald Tablets. And I actually have the translation from, from I was going to say Spanish, uh, Latin to English. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that to you guys really quickly. And then I will post it in the description below. Take a look and you will, you will also see it. But here it comes. So I want to first say thank you, Jonathan Bennett, in our, in our Facebook group. I got to give this guy mad credit for this because he came in and he really like, you know, I just out of nowhere asked him to just figure out what this means. And he like literally dropped what he was doing for me. So thank you, John. Um, really appreciate the, uh, the effort here. Um, so uh, because of, uh, thanks to John, Jonathan Bennett, here is the translation and it goes, we descend from the heavens so that we might ascend and descend, moving between the two, not by being discovered in the light, the body in the signs from the elements, nothing is by chance. The world was at my table, iron from the stone, to the sky buds sprout, and it comes after this, the future. They are not my bones. I watch, the place is in between so that walking by way of fire, it sets time in motion. The last part of the Latin, uh, where it asks you to say, when air and dumb ignis non team io et ignis non tolet ignis concordiam facit, that is in English, venerating fire, I do not fear. Ah. And fire does not destroy. Fire makes harmonious. Hmm. Holy crap. Wow. So, <laughs> so I did a little research on what this even meant. First of all, I mean, we can go real deep into this and we, this would probably have to be left huh, for another podcast to really finish. So I don't know, I don't know, you know, I don't know about that, but in essence, I've taken a look at what the foundation or essentially what the, um, what, the what the Emerald Tablets actually meant. And I did a little research and found out that it was actually an alchemical rite, literally, um, as Damon Brand suggested. And I was confused by that text because, you know, the Gallery of Magic, they tend to use alchemy and uh, the, the word alchemy and they like to throw that around a lot into multiple phrases or different meanings and uh, when it was suggested that this was an alchemical rite I didn't literally think that this was an alchemical rite 
And yeah, it turns out alchemists, you know, were actually using this as a foundation for, for uh, alchemy. And, and, and as, as everyone knows, you know, the, the, you know, the alchemists, their, their pursuit, their, their, their life pursuit is to turn base metals into gold. And, and the, 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 the belief is that if your heart can be so pure, if your intent is so pure, you will obtain the, the ability to transmute base metals into gold. And so the alchemist strives every day to be better than they were yesterday, to have a, to have a, 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 a good heart to, to, you know, to, to follow some sort of belief system, whatever religion they, you know, believe in and to, to, to reach this, 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 this point. And I think in the sense of wealth magic, if you're, if you're getting the sense, the same sense I am, it's that like all things with alchemy, you know, alchemy is literally a, 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 an act of changing yourself of, of, of instigating changes within yourself to become better, to become that perfect uh, or that perfection. Right. But the Latin, the Latin has many meanings and I've gone through many different texts Sir Isaac Newton, uh, famous philosopher and, 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 and uh, scientist, he tried to uh, uh, translate this and many, many others tried to translate this and it didn't, doesn't, it's, it's meaning and uh, the dialect becomes very obscure and it's, the translations get very, very vague and lost. But I think if, if, if what I understand correctly here, it's suggesting that fire is this vehicle for us to, 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 be, to, to essentially ascend and descend, right? From the heavens or from the earth. I, I don't know. To me, I get the sense that we are somehow connecting to that, to that fire of the sun. And yeah. Do you guys get that same sense? What do you guys think? Yeah, because like fire is such a central element. And again, it's fire spirit, so that makes sense. But wait, where in the ritual does it say it? He says, let me see. Now, one other thing too that I forgot to mention is after you get through this, this Latin part, and you get to, you know, the part where you finally repeat those three words that we said uh, previously, onaim, perantes, rasonastos. This is, uh, it's said, that according to the Black Pullet, uh, that repeating these three words would, in, would evoke seven spirits of bronze color right. uh, to appear. And each carrying... Yeah, sorry. Each, well, I was just going to say, each carrying a large bag, which they would empty to you full of coins, uh, the gold coins. Uh, and, and then the, the funniest part was that one of them, one of the spirits would have a black bird on their shoulder. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I marked that in the black bullet is I had noticed that one of the spirits had on his shoulder, a black bird. And remember after you see the 
gold coins raining on you, you're supposed to close your eyes and see a black raven flying away and say, raven, but it's a black bird that is on the shoulder of the spirit. That's why. Absolutely. I kind of want to chime in here. So in this, um, it's like some of the Latin words, I don't actually know Latin, but there's very similar things to languages that I do know or can kind of, okay, insigne, uh, which I account, um, well, allude to ins insignia, like uh, emblem, and then non est accidents, like not an accident. And then he talks about tempore, which tempore movitor, which to me is like moving through time. And then ignis, which is like root for ignite. So using fire to move through time and descend. Uh, when he says descendimus, then he's talking about descending. So like there's a lot of different words that I didn't understand, but I can kind of pick and pull from the root words that I do know. So he's talking about moving through time using fire going above and below, which is the as above, so below, very common phrase of magic or alchemy. Mm -hmm. So in the Emerald tablet. That's the Emerald tablet. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're digging pretty deep into it. And this is amazing because I really have always wanted to know the full meaning. So like when you described the translation from your, your, your partner, I mean, a friend, when they uh, like mentioned the, like, cause there's a lot of people who have tried to translate this, right? And a lot of people have, I've seen a different translation online, but the thing is, it's funny because we're talking about this and uh, like really digging deep on this, but Damon Brand says in the very next paragraph, uh, you don't need to know the meaning of the words, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it's ironic because like, how can you not want to know the words of this very amazing or powerful phrase? So we're here talking about it, but then there's something that the viewers or listeners should know that the translation is great if you're very curious and we just translated it here for you and all the meanings behind it, but if you're having trouble sinking it, letting it sink in, uh, it's okay because what's more important is the practice of doing the magic and the, the concept of like the spirits know what you're saying. Like, I guess they don't know English. They don't know Latin. They don't know Spanish, French, whatever. They understand emotion and intention. So whatever we're doing through these uh, rituals and whatever we're doing through these words that whether we understand it or not, the the magic is working i mean obviously like i'm not a latin speaker but i did the first ritual and all the other rituals and i definitely got results so there's that what do we think what, what can we like tell the viewers or let the viewers know about the first working we, we we obviously know it's very important and i think um that's pretty clear but in relation to the entire like wealth magic as a whole what do you guys think the ritual one um like the what what sorry what kind of role does ritual one play in the in the grand scheme of things mm, i mean what he says is uh this ritual is designed to bring more money to you generally it is not necessarily about changing your life completely but yeah, I just think that, you know, you do the daily practice and you open yourself up to receive and you start getting lucky and then you start 
for 17 days with this and it's just makes more money flow to you, I guess. And I remember that happening to me too. I was doing pretty well during this ritual. So yeah, it's like a nice primer, but it is very powerful. Very powerful, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I'd agree with her as well. Um, I think it really set me up personally, just or, or allowed me to um, kind of put myself in the right mindset to um, be open to more wealth coming into my life. Um, and at the, at the time that I started this, I was kind of just in a, I had nothing to lose situation, you know? Um, and so I was all about trying to, you know, trying to better my situation, my, um, my financial situation really. And, um, or, or wealth situation, you know, overall. Um, and I think that this, you know, really the changes in the beginning just occurred mentally, but it was so subtle. Like, but even with the daily practice, like the daily practice was, is probably one of just as powerful. What well, is just as powerful, I think, is all the rituals, you know, in the book too, because it's just that repetition and that discipline of something, of doing it every day, you know, committing to something and believing it, you know, believing like the power of belief goes such a long way too through all this. Um, and just believing the wealth that we have, uh, or that we are setting ourselves up to receive, um, you know, so really, I think this first ritual, um, is, is opening us up to receive, you know, to receive more and, um, and kind of aligning, beginning to align our physical reality with, um, with our growing intentions of what we want to achieve really with, with this book, you know, or with, um, with wealth magic in general. And I don't know if anyone really goes into it expecting or having expectations, you know, really knowing what's going to come out on the other side. I know I didn't, I just wanted something to happen. Um, and it did, but I think that the first ritual, you know, keeps it simple enough, but is also just a strong foundation for us to begin moving forward. Um, in like, you know, much quicker and like in much more depth and and just being more aware of the magic working around us in our lives too but um i thought it was That's also funny that, oh sorry i wanted to no really no quick that add. was great yeah thank you um just on the raven symbolism really quick um I, you know i found it funny just because ravens are also um kind of known as the penchant for collecting shiny objects, you know? And so it's funny oh. when at the end of the ritual, they, um, you know, you see the raven, you're supposed to visualize the raven flying away when the, after the gold all falls on you. So, you know, it's almost like the raven was attracted to the gold with the shininess and, and, and this whole um, black pullet information has been completely new knowledge to me like I'm, I'm so happy that you guys have done some research and I've been kind of doing some in the background while you're talking about it because and uh it was really interesting about the blackbird sitting on the spirit's shoulder too I, I love how it's all tying together um like this you know and, and I know that Damon Brand really stresses not um you know there's no need to find out what the words mean and and you know he keeps it very simple which which a lot of people you know like and require but 
I myself, you know, and I guess, and you guys as well, we like to know more about this. And I'm glad that I have this background on the ritual more now as well. You know, it's more exciting and, and you're right. How can you just kind of go through it? And, and yeah, I mean, I did, I did just accept what the words meant, but it's like, I even still was curious about what I was saying every time. Cause you say mm-hmm. it every day for 17 or more days, you know? So it's like, well, what is this? So yeah. I'm really glad that we've had this discussion uh, to go in more depth on it too. Yeah, no, it, it has been, it's been a very enlightening um, discussion to say the least. And, and Yasmin really put it together there. I mean, thank you so much, Yasmin, for that. That yeah, was amazing. I learned something today. Thank you. Yeah, me too. That was... Go ahead, yes. But you know, I, I, like I said, like I just did the ritual a couple of hours ago and then I uh, popped open, downloaded the Black Pool because I couldn't find it. It's gotten lost on my phone. So I downloaded it again on my Kindle and then boom, it was in my face. So maybe the spirits wanted us to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, yeah. They want this information to be brought to light because I had, I didn't even know. And then when I was going through our messages on Facebook, I was reading it and, um, you know, I missed in the beginning that they, they say that the, that the, what is it comes from there, the alchemical right comes from the Emerald tablet. You know, I must have, of course I read that in the beginning when I did the ritual, but I had forgotten and, you know, hadn't gone back to, to read it since. So I'm glad that we kind of pulled that out and brought it to light too. So thanks for your research on that again. It was fun. Yeah. You know, I think, is it, you know, is it necessary for the viewers to know this and uh, anyone who's doing wealth magic for the first time? Um, no, I don't think it's necessary. I think it's good information to have. It's probably too much information for you to have. And, and, and you know, you, you don't have to be visualizing seven spirits in front of you when you say these three words and, you know, worrying about your surroundings or anything like that. And uh, I think, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of hype about this book. It's very well known in the occult community. And so everyone knows about it. And, you know, the, 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 everyone wants to do it again, because everyone thinks it's the best thing to do, but you know, uh, some people just get too caught up on the what ifs or the, or the different scenarios. And I think this adds to that complexity. Um, so I think if you're listening to this today and you have not done the book or you're doing the book for the first time, like just focus on the book, focus on what the book tells you. Don't worry about all the other stuff and use this and, uh, you know, and, and other podcasts in the future, you know, as a way for you to kind of understand, um, how things are flowing for you in the future. Uh For sure. I'm hoping this comes as like bonus supplemental information to viewers. I'm assuming that the majority of people listening are going to have done this before, but there's also going to be a significant people amount of people who are, have not done it and they're really trying to dig for research before doing it. So I think either way, this is a goldmine of information that everybody can benefit from. But yeah, Damon makes it pretty clear, not just in this working, but in general, in his other books and at the beginning that you don't really need to know what you're doing. From what I gathered, this is like kind of chaos magic. So you don't have to know what you're doing. You don't even have to have any particular structure. He developed a structure for us. And by following what he has written down, even if there's other ways that are more effective, or if there are other rituals or other type of 
per ceremonies and stuff that are also powerful. The fact that he condenses all of this stuff, all of his research into one book, and it's like a six-month course almost, so to speak, where you kind of go through this and you go from one working to the next working to the next working, kind of almost without any sense of direction of where you're going, and that's okay. But also, if you really want to know, like all of us obviously really wanted to know all the stuff. And I guess this is more like after we finished the wealth magic, we're kind of coming together and we're diving deep into this. So we're kind of getting this on a hindsight perspective. Yeah, and I think I think that, you know, with time or in magic working in an or outside of time too, that I think the understanding of these topics more in depth is really going to well it will affect your the ritual relatively i think you know to your situation and and you know to how important it is for you to even know the information obviously like damon stresses that it's not important but i mean like personally you know me having this understanding of you know the black bullet and all the symbolism now when i did the ritual like two years ago almost you know i think that it's equally just as effective, you know, because like wealth magic, the results of it are still playing out in my life, you know, and probably will continue to. And they even discuss in the book that it can carry on into previous lives or, or, or future lives or next lives, you know, reincarnations. Um, and so I think that the understanding that we have, whether or not we have it, you know, like I said, it's, it's only relative to our, our personal um, beliefs and, and perspectives and opinions on, I think, the magic in general. But, um, you know, I think that, like I said, me knowing this information now doesn't, can still maybe strengthen how the results are playing out, possibly, you know? Um, I mean, maybe not, but I think that that level of depth, if it's important to the magician, um, can somehow strengthen the ritual by the intent and and you know um and the understanding of it in a way i don't know, I don't know if you guys agree with something like that but um yeah. i don't know yeah so but like i said but not knowing it at the beginning you know was probably honestly better because it might have been information overload for me at the time personally you know to know all this stuff and then be like oh my gosh like what am i doing you know um so i like that it was kept simple but i really like now that we're diving deeper into it it's fun so interestingly enough like uh there was a this candle that i bought in a witch shop in new orleans and there is pretty much the same sigil from there and it had the very same spirits i think it was drawn a little bit differently but it had the same spirits and from what i rec it was a love candle and the love candle had this black pullet emblem and the same spirits and it had the very same uh names or, or the words sina misas tanem orsil misantos all of those but this was for attracting love and we're talking about fire spirits so using a fire spirit on a candle to get love but there's another application which we're doing now is to receive wealth so bridging the gap between those two what i'm what i'm trying to think is using fire or using the burning passion of love or the burning passion for wealth, you can kind of transmute that either way. And the way that you transmute it is very important. It will like your source of the transmutation. Are you okay. using yeah. gold or are you using love to transmute and what you want? But I have to say though, like this, this candle, 
I mean, and the, it's probably the fourth one, fourth one because the talisman before is the fourth one. I mean, before the wealth one is the fourth one, and that one is for love. Oh, okay. As remember the first Latin words that we or the first words that we say, they're just to give to get authority over to command the experience to get the to to get them to obey to us. So. And then only in the end, it's those three, which are Lito Usur Osnas, I guess. So that's the difference. And I guess for love, it's Nade Sura Dis Maniyer. Yeah. Oh, that's later on in this book or in uh, the sexual magic or magical seduction. I think I got my wires crossed. I'm thinking of a different ritual. Thank you for clearing that up. Because right. no, no, but you're, you're right. I mean, it's the same book. It's just it's one different talisman, and it's the same. All the other words are the same because, again, like I read in the beginning, it's the same ritual. It's just one different talisman, three different spirits. The rest is the same. Yeah. So, man, this is like a gold mine of information. Is there anything you'll want to add before we close up? All right, so we went through a lot of information here. Hopefully you guys who are listening and you made it this far have gotten something out of this for us, for individuals who has done wealth magic and wanting to share with the world our experience. Um, it's like honestly been a very great pleasure for me to listen to this and to speak on this and share this with the world. And I'm sure you guys think the same thing, like being able to deep dive into this stuff. And we have so much more waiting for y'all over the course of the next few weeks and months as we finish this podcast we're only on ritual one and we still haven't even dived deeply into some of the specifics behind this because it just goes so deep uh beyond what we were able to cover here because of the scope of what we're trying to cover so uh yeah so there's a uh, all this information available for you at your fingertips and anything that any one of us has mentioned about different resources that we're going to include will definitely be in the description and we will compile it and give you a consolidated source for you to read it in conjunction with this audio. So anything else from anybody? Would you like to say goodbye? Yeah, well, um, actually, uh, first of all, I want to thank, I want to thank you Pixie Dust for coming on and, Mm -hmm. and hanging out with us. Um, I have been, inspired by your youtube videos and i hope that others out there who watch you um are equally inspired as i am um i want to also thank um yasmin obviously she like i know like with in such in such short notice she came together with some amazing research and that was powerful right there so so huge, big deal. I am, uh, I have been brought back to the moments when I used to do this and I'm just thinking about those moments now. And after what you told me today, uh, I'm kind of freaking out, <laughs> um, all, all in a very good way. Um, obviously because it, it has really paid off. Um, so I feel, I feel a very certain, certain way about it. All, all good. Um, so thank you. And, uh, you know, um, obviously the discussions continue at, uh, on, uh, on Facebook at, at the uh, Wealth Magic discussions. And I want to, again, thank Jonathan Bennett uh, for really coming through and helping me out 
in uh, deciphering and discerning the Latin. Um, lastly, uh, Arjuna, I really want to thank you. Uh, as always, your content is amazing. And the gift that you keep on giving to the occult community is uh, is something that inspires me as well. And I hope it, 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 it does the same for others. So thank you uh, all for having me. And it, honestly, I'm, I'm beyond privileged uh, to be here and to just con contribute as much as, uh, as much as possible. So thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah, big thank you to everybody yeah, in the you. magic community. So I feel the same way. I love learning from all of you guys. So <laughs> it's fun. It's great. <laughs> I'm sure the viewers think the same and the listeners think the same as well. So uh, yes. aside from that, that's pretty much it, everybody. Thank you all for being here. And it also has been a great pleasure for me to be able to bask in this uh, conversation and y'all's inspiration too. So with that, yes. I think we shall close. So take care, Thanks. everybody. All right. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.